now betting for the sports animal your afternoon drive number two men on van nunley and fred slow and in the on deck circle amory castillo this is two men on with van nunley and fred slow I just Googled chili. It turns out it's a mixture of beans, onions, different seasonings right, so and spices. So we're canceling Fred today, guys. Weird. What's going on, Albuquerque, New Mexico? Um, How are we doing today? Just, not even I could do this right now. It's from Cincinnati. Chili is from Cincinnati. What was the second result? Long, long skinny country, known <laughs> mountainous country in South America. <laughs> Jack Tony still with us, talking the New York Jets sucking and the YMCA of Central New Mexico not sucking. Yes, sir. You have been incredibly busy, though. You have, what, refereed about 100 football games or something? I wouldn't say 100, but we've had quite some fun this season so far. There are lights on at every stadium in town, I feel like, every night, as football is just full effect right now. It, oh, yeah. it, and it's like the littlest kids to, like, the high school kids. Oh, yeah. And you're doing them all. I got I've done a couple of Yaffle games. I've done some middle school games, JV, C-team. It don't matter. Hey, without the refs, they can't play without. So I got to be there for that. Hey, this is ref mentality, Ben. This is the thing we're always talking about. <laughs> you, can't do, you can't do a game at the Lobo practice field yet. No, no. It's still under. Carpet uh, still, shampoos. Yeah, still shampooing it. Carpet shampooers. Can't get in there and there. do that. Yeah. It's, do you have like a crew you do every game with? Because you, you have like a state like patch. You're like patched. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we got to take tests and do all this thing and get certified every year. Yeah. Um, it's been fun. It's been a good time this year. I don't know if you have any aspirations of growing this or anything or other levels, but I had a buddy for a bunch of years who was a collegiate umpire, and he would go to the Major League Baseball tryout one every summer, and there would be, like, thousands of dudes would show up. Like, right. literally thousands. Yeah. And in day one, they cut you on stuff just, like, running from home to first. Like, you have to, like, cover... Like on, and you have to rotate correctly, and you have to do all these things. And he would say after day one, it'd go from whatever the total number was down to 300. So it was just manageable. And he would make the first cut like a lot of times, and then never make like any cuts after that. Oh, bummer. I think it's hard to be a Major League Baseball umpire. You got to be good, it's, except it's hard for like two dudes. Yeah? Yeah. If, you are, if the NFL were to call, if they were to say, hey, and I'm not talking like only on the field, like something stupid like replay, right? Is that like the ultimate goal in the world of officiating, or do you just like that connection with the community? I just like that connection with the community. Same. Same reason why I'm at the Y. Same reason why I do that, man. Dang. I love the kids. Yeah. So let's get the kids in here. Let's get them signed up. Let's keep them active. Keep them healthy, man. That's what it's all about. Is part of that health starting a cooking course here at the YMCA where you teach people how to actually cook green chili? So green chili is delicious. Okay. <laughs> just, I can't keep doing this. I can't keep living this oh, facade in life. It's just... Like, go back to your fried raviolis and pie pizzas that... Cracker thin crust. Cracker thin crust? Yes. What's that? Emo's in uh, St. That's Louis? very correct. You, you, you know that's put, correct. You put the cracker in cracker thin crust. <laughs> that is for sure. Dame hey. Lillard would cite me in a rap song. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so back to esports though. Yes, please. You know, we pumping up everything here at the Y. We're getting new equipment in here from people, and you know, we just want to see the community come and really utilize this facility. It's the, probably one of the most underrated places in Albuquerque. I would have to say. Uh, so it's myself. a gym. It's like, and people have been sleeping on it. Ah, that's what you're wrong at. We're more than a gym, man. We're Love a full it. community. 
Me and Van are about to sign up for uh, partner yoga. There you go. Yeah, we got partner yoga coming up. We got foot yoga, ankle yoga. We got a lot going on here all the time, man. Full calendar coming out for October. We got a fundraiser coming up uh, with Santa Fe Brewing Company at Green Jeans on the 21st. It's going to be a good get. We'll yeah. be there for that. Yeah. We're going to have some fun. We're going to have a lot of fun on that one. That's gonna uh, be not too much fun for us. Fred, oh, yeah, Fred. Fred, you have made the phones go so crazy. I was just on the phone with like five different people. Yes. And they're like, listen, I'm addicted to listening to these clowns. Yes. And they put me on a roller coaster, and they. <laughs> but did Fred call me an idiot? And that's that's the consensus of most of the calls. But you just had me go through a bunch of. But I like the callers though. They're, okay, they're, here's what. Hey, so friend of the show, know, friend of the show, loyal listener, Burkano, down since day one, homie. Yes, Van is here for you. <laughs> I eat green chili or red chili or both. Probably one meal a day my entire life. I can't get enough of it. It is deeply ingrained into my DNA. And don't listen to this fool over here. It has nothing to do with taste or palate. He is just soft. He is just super ten ply soft. It's too He high. is Fred Slow is Kevin Durant on Twitter soft. Totally. It cannot get softer but than Fred Slow. I have never this has been one of the funniest days of producing because some it's not, it's not a lot funny. of people get riled up no about like the cowboys or if you talk <laughs> bad about the lobos but yeah. uh, we have never had so much passion from like 10 callers just calling to say <sighs> hi and tell fred to you know shut it i thought i was gonna start hosting for the rest of the day <laughs> <laughs> and this was just green chili you didn't even get into the red but we're not gonna start well because red is so much superior in every way well, at least right. you're not putting it down. As long as it's from New Mexico and not Colorado, I'm okay with that statement. They literally built, they built an entire road, an entire road around Green chili. A, a town in New Mexico known for growing chili. You don't have to drive through it because it's so atrocious to your all five senses. You can get straight to dimming. All right, Van, so what are we talking Friends about? Friends of the show... <laughs> These are not the views of the program two men on. This is solely one Fred Slow. Yeah. Chili's delicious. We can't get enough of it, and we will never stop. A road. At the, at the Y, we have a beautiful garden here, and we grow green chili. So if yeah, you guys want to try to get some green chili on your hands. They built a road around oh, Hatch, New Mexico, so you don't have to drive through it. Yeah, that got- is not true whatsoever. Just go the right road was there. Yeah, man, we can't. Somebody, we, we gotta now get this guy. Now he's a chili hating liar. Yeah, that's. I just seen you eating a green chili burger the other day. Oh, what? A green chili burger. The other if day. you make me a green chili burger here, anywhere in this town, I will do this. I will say, listen, I'm so very sorry. You're not a good listener. This has to go back. <laughs> I'm not gonna put this green chili ointment onto my burger and ointment. ruin it. Schmear. What do you guys call it? I don't know what to call it. Sauce. It's not a sauce because sauce got, is good. We got chopped. We got whole. Yes. We got grilled. We got fried. Yeah. I mean, and we also have the sauce. Chili and we five. Have multiple oh, different right. salsas. So you're not a green chili fan. Are you at least like a poblano fan? What or? is that word? Oh, is that like a mushroom? <laughs> I thought you had a palate, my man. Uh-huh. Yeah. You, you, no? I'm not going to eat a Rinaldi and say that it tastes good. A, a who? <laughs> is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah. A Riano? You, you crushed yeah. it. 
You crushed it. Good job. Good job, man. You did it. Ronaldo. <laughs> That's when you, like a soccer player. Because the green, the green chili tastes so bad in a Ronaldo that they have to wind it up with with other like dairy products to try to cool it down, so the the inside of your throaty boy doesn't explode, and also a tomato or something. I think we need to have a green chili eating contest now. I'll do it as a fundraiser for yeah. the why. Yeah, let's do it for the why. Let's make- get all the friends of the show to do their chili recipes, yes. and I will be a celebrity judge, hey, adjacent come sign judge. Up now, so you're a member, so you can be part of this. Please don't miss this out. Great opportunity so, to make an eat and a duck Fred, chili. Fred, for reference, a poblano is just a bell pepper that studied abroad one semester in college and thinks it's better than all the other peppers. <laughs> Mike Parson, jo- Mike Parson <laughs> joins us whenever we get back. Because we're going to go over all the weird stuff with Michigan State. It's two men on. Thank you, Jock. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Here we go. Back live at the YMCA, the Horn location. I didn't know our mics were hot, eh, Marie? The end of our weird camping conversation, make it to the air. Excellent. Here's the thing about camping. There are certain foods you take. None of those, none of those foods are green chili. I promise you that. Joining us on the program, friend of the show, friend in real life, former co-host, all the talent in the world. Not co-host of this show, but co-host of a previous show that I used to do. One Mike Parsons of First Thing on AM seven sixty WJR in Detroit. Mike, welcome to the program, brother. Hey guys, are you telling me you pushed me back ten minutes to talk about camping? <sighs> Well, we, we talked about our best friends at the YMCA. The previous segment ran a little long because Fred is running chili through the muck, and that's one thing you don't do here. It's a cardinal sin. So oh, it's all Fred. Yeah, just blame Fred as one normally would do. <laughs> all right, deal. Have you ever eaten a green chili, Mike? Uh, no. Uh, I'm from the, as, as you know, Fred, those of us from the Midwest, we're not big on spice. That's what I'm saying. Right. This is completely we're, uh, normal. We're ground beef and potatoes in a crock pot. That's it. Very delicious. Every night of the That's week. That's why we die so young. A hot dish. <laughs> yeah. Mike, you, yeah, you for, were, those, for those uh, hearty winter months. Mike, you were joining us because we barely went six months without talking about a weird Michigan State scandal. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, as... The school was still repairing their reputation from the Larry Nasser scandal. Along comes the Mel Tucker scandal. This is wild stuff, right? So the footnotes, before you break it down and say what I got wrong or tell me what you know that I'm not delivering, the footnotes are this. And I don't know if we're naming victim names here. I would rather not on this program. USA Today reported it, but I'm going to hold off. So there's a victim in this case that claimed that Mel Tucker had interpreted their professional relationship as a more-than-plutonic relationship, and then she was victim to he as he self-pleasured himself over a phone call after lots of, I'm going to call the word intimidating, and what seems to be coercion for state and university funds to be paid towards her for public speaking appearances, and after she did not take on his offerings, he then removed her future appearances mike is that how you understand the mel tucker saga right now uh yeah i thought you you did did a pretty good job of summing it up i mean it's very twisted and sorted um her name has been made 
public quite a bit, but I'll I'll respect your guys' wishes um, not to uh, not not to put it out there. Uh, yeah. So essentially, what happened was um, September 10th. This woman who um, uh, she is a sexual assault survivor, and she has made a career out of being a sexual assault prevention advocate and educator. Uh, was hired by Mel Tucker to talk to the football team. Um, over the subsequent, however, many years, they developed a friendship. Um, and then there was a phone call in April of 2022 um, where, like you said, Fred, Mel Tucker um, pleasured himself on the phone. Uh, the accuser uh, said it was not consensual. Mel Tucker said that, um, that he thought it was consensual phone sex. Um, she waited until December uh, to file a claim, and it went uh, under the radar. Nobody heard anything about it until uh, she claims that her name was leaked to the media. And then when her name was leaked to the media, that's when she went to USA Today. Um, to, and, and we're not quite sure why. My guess is probably because she wanted to be the one. Uh, she wanted to be the one in charge of her story. Uh, but uh, the, um, the accuser said uh, many times she had no intention on going public with this. She did uh, report it to the university because um, she uh, said she did not consent to Mel Tucker having phone sex with her. Um, and, and so and now here we are. And then after, you know, 10 months of it being hush hush and being investigated, uh, the university found themselves caught in the middle of another public relations nightmare. They suspended him without pay. Um, and then ultimately they went through the protocol and um, he has now been fired without cause. I mean, fire with cause. I'm sorry. Obviously a lot of X's in this equation. You know, obviously this is a ongoing story, but what is going on with the culture at Michigan State that keeps attracting people who, you know, commit these atrocities like Deviance. this? Well, and, and Van, I mean, that was exactly everyone's first thought. You know, uh, we said earlier on in the interview, we just, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're still trying to, Michigan State is still trying to repair its image after uh, the Larry Nasser uh, conviction. Um and, I, I, I mean, to your point, I think we've had three university presidents uh, since then, and this current university president, Teresa Woodruff, she's the interim university president. And before the Mel Tucker story broke, the big controversy is, well, the fact that she wants to be interim and she has no, um, she has no interest in being the permanent president of Michigan State is kind of scaring away, uh, you know, people looking to apply for the job and now you kind of look back and say okay well it makes sense why she didn't want the job permanently well speaking of the job the number i saw was 80 million dollars was the total of the contract for mel tucker if he had fulfilled it in its entirety and i think that's where i start to get a little confused and i'm not a guy that 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 victim shames i'm not a guy that doesn't believe accusers i'm also not a guy that knows until i know is there a conversation in Detroit? Is there a conversation in Lansing about the other side of this? Is there any sort of belief system that this may be a hunt on Mel Tucker, or is that all but dismissed? 
Well, it, it's it's not only a conversation. It's uh, it, it it it's kind of uh, his lawyer's entire defense, pretty yeah. much. Um, you know, Fred, it, it it kind of feels like for the past um, few weeks, all I've been doing has been reading statements on the radio. Um, you know, after after Mel Tucker was suspended, he put out a statement that that said, um, you know, essentially what this is is they're trying to find a way to get me out of my contract. Um, they signed him to that big contract after 2021. Uh, he, you know, he hit Pater with Kenneth Walker the third in the uh, transfer portal, and at the end of that season, he was like he was the the, the hottest coach in America, and M- Michigan State was petrified he was going to uh, go to LSU, so they backed the Brinks truck up to him. And since then, um, he has been he's been underperforming as a football coach. So that essentially has been um, his legal team's response, saying that this is a uh, knee-jerk reaction. Um, you know, this is him being punished for the the sins of Larry Nasser, and that he's all. You know, the university is trying to get out of that eighty million dollar uh, contract that they still have with him. Not to backtrack on what Van and I said at the beginning of the interview, but I'm currently looking at articles from USA Today, CNN, and ESPN, and they're all identifying Brenda Tracy as the accuser, so we'll use her name here as she's obviously has it in the public eye. She took yeah. this complaint to the Title IX office of Michigan State University. I used to work for a university. I'm very familiar with this process. This is not held within the athletics department, and I think that's very important to be understood. It can't be covered up by an athletic director. It can't be uh, hush-hushed. It goes straight to the president or acting president at this point. To your understanding, Mike, how many people had their hands in this decision? How many people at the university, and because there were so many, do you see an avenue where this decision is changed in the future? Um, well, I definitely see it going to court. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, Mel Tucker does not want to leave $80 million on the table, and Michigan State does not want to pay him $80 million. The Title IX thing is confusing because when these accusations came out, there was a date set. October 5th and 6th was going to be Mel Tucker's hearing on these accusations under Title IX. So everybody thought, okay, well, there's going to be no movement in this case until after that because university has to, you know, dot their I's and cross their T's if they're going to let them go. And then all of a sudden, a, a week ago, they, they, they sent out the notice uh, to terminate with cause. Um, it, it, but on top of that, they're, they're, still, they're still going with that, that Title IX hearing on October 5th and 6th. The other thing, too, is that, um, you know, um, Athletic Director Alan Haller the day after the uh, accusations were made public and they suspended Tucker without pay, people were asking, okay, well, you know, you guys knew about this since December. Uh, why is this just being made public now, and why are you only acting on this now? And, uh, you know, the thing about these lawyers and these public relations types is they know how little we all know about the law and public relations. So mm-hmm. they just throw anything out there and we believe them because we're not lawyers. So, um you know, essentially, the the university said, "Well, it was a Title IX investigation. What is the Title IX investigation? The protocol is to keep everything confidential to make sure that it's a fair, um, uncompromised uh, investigation. 
Uh, we found out about, we, we knew there was an investigation, but we found out the details with all of you. And then there's other legal lines that said, well, if, if the university uh, president and the board of trustees wanted to know, they could have found out. They just didn't want to. So were they trying to protect the integrity of the investigation or were they trying to protect their plausible deniability? Well, and I don't know necessarily, sorry to cut you off, man. I don't necessarily if it would have happened today if all the response from Mel Tucker and his lawyers didn't just pee off the athletic director of Michigan State and say, hey, you dodged every question in your rebuttal, and we think this is all lawyer talk to make us pay you some money, get out of here, loser. Am I interpreting that wrong? I think this still would have happened because they suspended Tucker without pay before he even um, put out a statement. So I think the fact that um, I think the fact that it's it's been such a public relations nightmare from the fact uh, from the standpoint of them keeping it quiet for ten months. Um, you know the 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 stain of Larry Nasser being so fresh. I, I, I think that even if Mel Tucker would have stayed quiet. Uh, and his legal team would have stayed quiet. He still would have been uh, let go. I, I think the purpose of Mel Tucker and his legal uh, team um, um, speaking out publicly is so that they so that they can t- lay the groundwork to take the university to the court. Um, in one of his statements, it said that Mel Tucker had requested medical leave. Uh, a couple days before he was suspended. So is that setting up, uh, you, you know, legal action against the uh, university for not giving him medical leave? And another one of his statements, he says he looks forward to the truth coming out through discovery. Discovery sounds like a legal term to me. And then um, in the 25-page uh, uh, letter from Tucker's legal team to the university, it was uh, – it, it was uh, – addressed to athletic director Alan Haller, and it said essentially, I bet if we dug into your background, we'd find something embarrassing that you'd be terminated for, too. So, you know, was that a was that a threat, or was it like, or is it one of those things like, uh, hey, it happens to everybody. So there, there's still a lot of intrigue, and this is not over by, you know, by, by any stretch of the imagination. I'm sure a lot of Michigan State alumni severed their allegiance after the Larry Nassar scandal. What's the pulse of the alumni now with Michigan State? What are you hearing with the vibe of people? Um, I, you know, I think there's, I, I, I think there's what they say in public, and I think there's what what they do behind closed doors. Um, I, I think everyone is is saying. I think everyone's saying what they think is supposed to be said um, right now. Um, you know, Michigan State will always have a, a very dedicated alumni base. I mean, it's not, it, it's not quite to the fervor of the University of Michigan, but, um, I, but I, I, think, I think everyone who, ju- who would have jumped off because of this jumped off already because of Nasser, and I, I think okay. – Probably like a lot of these other big scandals that that have rocked, um, you know, college football programs, just kind of just kind of let it blow over and wait for the next program to screw up and then go back to business as usual. 
Mike Parsons, thank you so very much for taking some time with us, brother. Congratulations on the new morning show. I know you're making big waves out there. First thing on AM 760 WJR in Detroit. Yeah, all that's available in the podcast too, right? Yep, wherever you find your podcast. Uh, just look at, look up uh, first thing, WJR. It's, uh, one of the only, it's one of the many things we've been talking about the last few weeks. Thanks for having me on. Mike Parsons, good dude. Thanks, Mike. All right, thanks, guys. Back-to-back good dudes after the commercial break as head coach here in New Mexico Lobos, Danny Gonzalez, joins us. It's two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610, live from the Horn YMCA, the sports animal. Back on the program, back live at the Horn YMCA, Coach Danny Gonzalez of your UNM Lobos joins us. There's obviously a lot of hotbed topics today. We're, we're talking about green chili all day. Uh-huh. We're talking about uh, donations that the Lobo football team is making to local schools. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a big overtime win last weekend. Mm-hmm. We're talking about weird off-the-field stuff with the rival. We're talking about the upcoming game against Wyoming. Uh, Coach Gonzalez, you take over this segment. Where do you want to start? Uh, come on, Fred. No to green chili. I, I'm highly disappointed. You can't. You can't do. I mean, the, the phone line's blowing up. I, I couldn't even get through trying. I wasn't going to call about this segment. I was going to call and just dog you about that. <sighs> what is your go-to green chili meal? Uh, well, I'm from here, born and raised on it. I'll, I'll throw that stuff on anything. Yeah. But I do like me a green chili cheeseburger. Uh, I was uh, fortunate enough to be a judge at the state fair for the green chili cheeseburger competition this year. Um, Oak Tree Cafe over on Alameda. So good. You need to you need to venture there and get a green chili cheeseburger. It's, it's one of the best uh, that I've ever had. You and Sandra are at home, no kids. Dinner just for adults, okay? What are you guys okay. making? Does it include green chili? Well, uh, last night we had some fillets from Costco because we're big fillet people. Uh, mashed potatoes, and I'm I'm sorry, Fred, we dump green chili on top of them. Okay. I mean, yeah, like yeah, let's it's like go, coach. in my house. Eggs on Sunday morning, going to have green chili. Now, my wife likes red chili. I think tonight, I think earlier she sent me a text saying we're going to have Frito pies. So she went to go get some red chili. Um, so, I mean, Gonzalez, what do you expect, right? Yep. Coach, I want to take Fred down to San Antonio and get him a burger at the Owl Cafe or the Buckhorn, but I just don't want to be in the car with him on the way back. Oh, no doubt. I mean, you're, you're on your own if you do that. <laughs> I would struggle. I would struggle substantially. Coach Gonzalez, you've had um, maybe the most headline week that the Lobos have had since I've been in sports talk here for the last five years, uh, making big donations off the field. We're going to talk about that. Uh, the rivals doing weird stuff off the field. You guys are winning banger overtime games all the way across the country. You got what I consider to be the actual rival in this conference, Wyoming, this weekend. My man, how are you keeping it all straight? Well, you know, um, I mean, there's there's obviously a lot going on with the fact that we went across the entire country, played an overtime game, and, and came out on top. I mean, obviously, it would have been a lot nicer in the fourth quarter if we had to put the ball in the end zone, uh, make it 35-17, 35-20, and not have to worry about a two-minute drive where they throw a football that we should intercept, and instead they're number eight in but I'll tell you this, when you have a good quarterback and you have a leader with his dynamic, uh, I came over to him. I said, all right, Dale, here we go. We go out to the coin toss. You call it. Uh, we'll take defense. And then he goes, coach, you stop them. We're going to win this football game. 
And it was it was that simple. I said, all right. So we held him to a field goal, and, and Dylan came through and got us a touchdown. Coach, I want to rewind a little bit to what happened uh, the week before uh, the great overtime victory. What happened on the practice field? Do you guys, like, do you have to get the carpet shampooed? Like, what's the cleaning process? Question number one. Question number two, I don't want to know what you said to uh, the people at New Mexico State. What did you say to your own student athletes when you gave this young man as an example? Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna continue down the path I start on Monday. Uh, that is not my problem. Uh, they can deal with that. I have no comment on that issue. Uh, yep. We've got all kinds of things in our own football program that, that we can uh, focus on every single day. So uh, I moved on to that from that one immediately. Uh, that thing was circulating all over town, and I had nothing to do with it. So uh, that was it. And then just getting ready for this one, like Fred, I kind of agree with Fred. Our, our, uh, our rivalry in this league right now is, is Wyoming. We've got a great wow. thing going with them, and we're excited for that opportunity Saturday. Before we get to Saturday, you announced, I guess it was yesterday, that through the CFP, the Lobo football team was able to help Lowell Elementary School and their teachers with $8,000. Are you kidding me, Coach? What is that going to go to, and how are they going to help kids in the community? Well, you know, it's, uh, it's a great thing from the CFP, and obviously the CFP raises a lot of money. Uh, every university uh, that's one of the FBS programs gets an opportunity to donate money to a school, uh, Lowell Elementary School, which we team up with for quite a few things because they're literally right in our backyard from the practice facility. Uh, that $8,000 uh, will support the teachers in whatever endeavors they need. I mean, it can be um, education. It can be supplies for the kids. Now, we've got a lot of really good things going on with kids on our football team that are organizing fundraisers and backpack drives. I mean, Deuce Jones organized a a backpack drive for unfortunate kids or somebody that might need something they don't have uh, with supplies, backpacks. I mean, we've got a lot of those things going on because of the 505 venture, supporting those and different people in the community. And then really our kids being great-minded and unselfish to be able to help out in our community, which the majority of our football players are going to end up calling home for the rest of their lives. Uh, I think it's a pretty cool deal. On the road this week, and obviously you got the two and two record going up to War Memorial Stadium. I'm not a guy who often says the phrase "must win," but I tell you what, looking at a three and one Cowboys team, it'd be awful nice for both of you guys to be three and two after this one and kind of in control of your own destiny here in the conference. You know, obviously we're starting Mount West Conference play, which is the number one goal of our program to to be successful in league and win a championship. Going up on the road and starting out one and zero, going into a bye week which we're a pretty beat-up football team because of the style of football we play, which I'm a football team because that means our kids are doing it the right way. And finding ways to continue on, uh, it would be really, really a, a great deal uh, for our program and trajectory of our program and what I see for the rest of the season. So over the next eight weeks, I think Fresno and Air Force have kind of separated themselves uh, to the cream of the crop. We get to play uh, Fresno. We don't get to play Air Force. Uh, the next seven on our schedule, I think, are just like us. So Saturday could be just like this previous Saturday. The team that makes the plays in critical moments is going to win the game. Coach, what I keep hearing about the Wyoming Cowboys is their toughness. That's part of their mantra. Do you prepare for a team a different way when they keep having that moniker? You know what? I mean, Coach Bowl, who's a mentor of mine, I was a uh, Fortunate, he asked me if I would replace him on the AFCA Board of Trustees. And when someone with that stature in, in college football asks you to do something, your answer is yes, sir. 
Uh, he's been really good to me when during the COVID season after we lost to Utah State, and I made those comments about what a bad football team we were, which I truly believed. Uh, he called, and we were playing him that week. He called just to check up on me and see how he is. He's one of the great people in college football. We have very similar philosophies in how we're going to build a football program. We're going to be good on defense. We're going to take care of the ball on offense. But you're going to be a physical, physical team. Uh, our schematics are different philosophies, but the idea of how we're going to get there is the same. And so over the last three years, these, these games have been aggressive, violent. There's been some major hits. They've been close football games. Uh, so that's what I expect on Saturday. And to my honest opinion, I, I love this kind of football game, and I can't wait to play it on Saturday. We were joking off the air because we couldn't remember. Was this the first overtime game you had coached for the Lobos? And I feel dumb that I don't know the answer to that. As a head coach, yes. Uh, I've been involved in a couple as an assistant coach, but as a head coach, this was our first opportunity to go to overtime. So obviously no examples for anyone on what your approach is in overtime. How do you communicate that to the boys? How do you communicate that to the team that if you do end up in an overtime situation, this is the plan of attack? Well, during, it starts all the way back in spring ball and fall yeah. camp. I mean, we, we have sessions and segments of practice where we actually do an overtime period where I'll call – linebacker out and let them flip a coin and then whoever wins we put the ones and twos together so you have an offense and a defense on each sideline usually you want it that the tradition has said choose defense first and see what your offense wants to do uh 18 of the 22 overtime so far this season uh the coach has chose to go on offense first and and that's kind of a change in philosophy now my philosophy is we're gonna go out there and stop them and then our offense knows what they got to do right and when we got when we held them to the field goal We're not playing for a second overtime. We're going to win the dang football game. So go put it in the end zone. Love everything about that. Coach, anything we missed for the Lobo fan before the weekend? Anything you want to make sure they know about the upcoming game? Uh, It's at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. It's on the Mountain West Network. Um, It's going to be two good football teams that are battling to try and break each other in half, which is what I love about football. I mean, there's going to be a bunch of big collisions. There's going to be two teams that are trying to – run over each other both teams have uh will play good defense so it's exciting for the opportunity so tune in at two o'clock on uh, the mountain west network and hopefully the lobos will come home with a victory love everything about it coach Danny gonzalez thank you so very much i appreciate you guys for having me on thanks go lobos and- it was going to be a green chili dig amory cut him off but i can tell you <laughs> yeah. I already know. yeah he had one more in him amory yeah, why did you hit the mute button I'm sorry. It's obvious what that was going to be. It's not, guys, I'm not a bad person. Green chili is the bad one here. You guys can't gaslight me into thinking that it tastes good. This is how abusive relationships start, you two. not gaslighting. Coach, I know know you're still listening. Whatever comment (laughs) you were about to dig into Fred with, you feel free to text me. Yeah. And I will spread your words verbatim. Usually, Go Lobos is the out. Go Lobos is the out. Yeah. I agree with that. And also, the new out is Go Away Green Chili. Ooh. That's the new out. All right, Amory, you get ready to grab that phone again because it's about to light up. Back to <laughs> All right. Was that on air or not? <laughs> a very special treat from Amory whenever we get back because we're in a brand new era of professional basketball. There was. Everything before Dame, now there's after Dame. This is the AD.
It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up. I be in pocket most days, but I got some nutty in me. That's why I pull up in that butter Bentley. Yeah. It's that perfect balance that all you busters envy. And I'm still cooking just like my cousin Kenny. Past the stage of thinking about who was or wasn't with me. Solo mission with my kids. I know they with Disney. Cut from a club that guarantee we cut in history. The way these dreams is unfolding, gotta pluck or pinch me. Big dollar, not the little one. Come to eat just like a pilgrim. Whole entire family know I will do my the ghetto, but can't take it out of every state. They cop a picture. A lot of grace in my charisma. I was heaven sent. The accolades across my letter, man, indicative of blessings in. Touched by the man, not a reverend. Oh, this is long. It's like a full song. It, yeah. This goes it's on not for just, there's how long? About a minute. It's not just a couple bars. This is like a full song. It's like a Beatles thing? There's like a minute left. <laughs> I just just pan it down a little bit and we'll go over it. So this is the new banger, Farewell, out on Apple Music and Tidal, obviously, Van. Hitting the rest of the platform soon, Dame Dalla, D-A-M-E-D-O-L-L-A, who you may know as Damian Lillard, who is the starting point guard or two guard or whatever weird facet of offense for the Milwaukee Bucks since they got rid of the truth, Grayson Allen. Hard to replace Grayson Allen. I be in pocket. Hopefully, Tame Lillard can fill those shoes. I be in pocket most days, but I got some nutty in me. What does that mean, Van? Van, can you break down that lyric for me? Uh, I'm not. I'm not taking that one. Okay, that's why I pull up in that butter Bentley. Can you help See, me with that? When you're in pocket, it means you're behaving normally. Okay, but when you're nutty, you're going crazy. So okay. usually, spending that dollar, lady in the street, but a yes. dame in the Damian Lillard in the sheets. Yes, got it. What's a butter Bentley? It's a chafing dish served in a lot of French restaurants. Okay, got it. No, I made that one up. That one's not true. It's a very nice car. Yeah, I'm going to Google. Yeah, it's that perfect balance stuff that all you busters envy, and I'm still cooking stuff just like my cousin Kenny. So I believe I know what this one means. Okay. So this one, perfect balance stuff, is like a like a well-rounded diet. That's one way to look at it. Okay. That's not how you're seeing it. You're saying this is a, a harkening back to the opening line of how it's important to recognize that you know you're from the streets, but you're no longer in the streets. That's what you think it is. Yes, I think so. That um, that perfect <laughs> dichotomy of sane and crazy. Yeah. That's that perfect balance. Yeah. That he, all the busters envy. He So he's still Dame from the block. If you want to take the J-Lo route with this, I think, yes, that's a good comment. All right, I like that a lot. Now, he's past the stage of thinking about who wasn't wasn't with me? Solo mission with my kids. You know they f with Disney. I mean, kids. By the way, Disney. we'll take we'll take a quick step away from Dame Dollars raps. Okay. And I will communicate the rest of Coach G's message. All right, interesting. And he said, "Fred is killing me." Two men on crowd gaslight this man. Let's go. <laughs> That's please. Friends of the show, keep giving it to Fred for his I think he said go ice cold green chili takes. 
You that can, is verbatim. He just you can me. freeze green chili, is my understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After you freeze it, you can get rid of that, that refrigerator. It's no good anymore. It's been ruined. <laughs> okay. Back back to Dame Dalla. Now, this one, it makes sense to me. Past the stage of thinking about who wasn't, wasn't with me. Solo mission with my kids. I know they mess with Disney. Now, this is obviously because in the 90s when he was growing up, there were Disney movies for, like, white kids, Asian kids, there were Disney movies for all types of kids, except for African-American kids. They somehow turned that into the Lion King story, and they were represented by animals, and the storyline was growing up without a father. So that's what I think this is about. Is that your opinion? Okay, you kind of glossed over the I, previous bar, yeah. oh, okay. which I passed the stage of thinking about who wasn't with me. So who wasn't with him Mufasa. is obviously the Portland Trailblazers organization. And while he wants to stay humble, this is the um, six out of ten rap with a middle finger. Milan was for Asians. Aladdin was for Middle Easterners. All kinds of examples for Caucasian kids. You, they, you think he's directly referencing Princess and the Frog right now? They, that would see, but that's not when he was a kid. Uh-huh. The one, the one they made for black kids was actually speaking lions, and that's weird that Disney made that decision. We got a lot more bars to break down. If we continue to break down Dame Lillard rap lyrics, mm. this will become my favorite episode ever. <laughs> Let's go. Two men on ninety-five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal. Personal to each of you haters when I sting like a bee, rest in peace to the greatest.